As we are now in the uh, last uh, jump before Rosh Hashanah, so today we'll uh, learn a little bit of the halachos of shofar that everybody should know, especially this year with everybody all over the place. Um, everybody should know some of the basics of the mitzvah of shofar. Uh, the first is that uh, normally we blow shofar uh, on each day of Rosh Hashanah. And here we have a mitzvah to blow this Saturday, this Shabbos, we have a mitzvah to blow the shofar. Uh, but you're going to see uh, that it's going to be silent. The shofar is going to be silent. Uh, we don't blow the shofar. Why not? Because the Chachamim were so concerned about the sanctity of Shabbat, the importance of Shabbat, and lest it be violated, that they said better to withhold or with, to, uh, uh, to withdraw from performing the mitzvah uh, than to violate the Shabbos. And that's the expression of Yeshkoch B'yel Chachamim Lakar Dover Minatorah, that the rabbis are so powerful that they're able to tell you, don't perform a mitzvah. They cannot tell you to do an Avera. Right? If the rabbis tell you to do an Avera, it's irrelevant. The rabbis cannot tell you to do an Avera. Uh, but they could tell you to do a, they could tell you to not do a mitzvah in a form of a gezeira. And that's what you have here, uh, that we don't perform the mitzvah of shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, interesting. If it falls on Saturday. Yes, Shabbos, thank you. Yes, correct. Correct. Uh, interesting question. Let's say you're walking and you're walking by a conservative or reform synagogue and they're blowing shofar. And you hear them blowing the shofar, uh, do you get a mitzvah or not? So that's uh, not for now. A little comedy. A uh, little comedy. But it uh, happens to have been a lot of questions. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, but uh, we're not going to be blowing the shofar the first day. Um, in terms of. No, 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 I'm not. I was making more of a joke. But uh, if, if you did hear it, would you be Yotze the mitzvah? Meaning is, it's a halachic question. It's a halachic question is when the rabbis, uh, I'll explain to you the background. When the rabbis uprooted the mitzvah, did they snip it out of the time? Maybe I'm using too strong terminology, but in theory, did they actually snip it out of the Torah? And therefore that mitzvah doesn't exist anymore. Or did they say, don't do it. But if you do it, you get a mitzvah and an Avera. You get a mitzvah and an Avera. So that's a question. This question, is, it's not only f- theoretical, it has pragmatics. There are a few times that it has actually a pragmatic question. Um, you, you, a little bit you see that let, um, in the Machloket, in the discussion of whether to say Shema after midnight or not. Did the rabbis uproot the mitzvah of Shema and say you have a cap at midnight or it goes all the way to the morning? Okay, we can go on and on this topic, but it's just an interesting uh, issue. But more importantly uh, than that is the second, for this year, is the second day. So we have a mitzvah. We have two days of Rosh Hashanah. We have two days of Rosh Hashanah. This Rosh Hashanah, the two days of Rosh Hashanah, is actually even stricter than the two days of Yom Tov. Because they always had two days of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, somebody, t- when, when I came 25 years ago, cons- I, I don't know about reform, I don't know what to do, but, but the conservative synagogue also had two days of Rosh Hashanah like we did. Uh, somehow uh, it got uh, mixed up because uh, they made a Gezei Roshova from, fir- from second day Yom Tiv of Sukkot to second day Rosh Hashanah and therefore that's why this school doesn't give off anymore. 
That's why uh, we had the problem because of this. Right. We had the problem. We couldn't use the Bay Laurel because uh, because two years ago they switched to the concert to the reformer because I don't know who it is now. That they they all go to they don't have services the second day, so they they opened the school, and we were ending up, you know, we ended up without the school district without the property because they opened the Las Virgenes opens on the second day, um, of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but that's a mistake because uh, there always was two days Rosh Hashanah. There was two days Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael too. I, I guess they didn't learn that Gemara. I don't know. I guess not. But uh, there's always two days Rosh Hashanah. You might discuss is why, but there's always two days Rosh Hashanah, uh, and so it's it's much more strict in halacha in many areas. It's much more strict. Um, the so when it comes to blowing the shofar. When it comes to blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, so everybody has to hear, men, women, and children, all have to hear 30 blasts of the shofar. They have to hear 30 blasts of the shofar. Now, we're going to blow in the synagogue 100 blasts, whether you're Ashkenazi or Sephardi. It's all the same. We're all going to hear th- th- 100 blasts. Where we hear them and when we hear them, that's a machloket. That's a difference of minhagim. But we all end up with 100 by the time we leave synagogue. But let's say a person's not in synagogue. Let's say uh, a woman has a coming in the middle. She has little children, so she's trying to, you know, juggle everything. Uh, she only has to hear 30. There's no mitzvah. Unless you're in a congregation, I mean, you're davening as a community, then you need 100. But if you're davening as an individual, let's say somebody, Corona, they're davening at home, God forbid, right? They have to daven by themselves for whatever reason. So, or, and I'm coming to visit them for the chauffeur. So the real halacha is only that they have to hear 30. You would blow for them 30 blasts, and that's it. That's all that you need to blow for them, uh, the 30 blasts. Um, one more halacha pragmatic um, is in terms of the bracha. Let's say I already blew the shofar in the synagogue. I blew the shofar, or I was yotzev. It doesn't matter if I blew it. Let's say I heard the shofar, and I was yotzev the mitzvah by hearing the shofar. I get home, right, and uh, this other person wants me to blow shofar for him. This other person wants me to blow shofar for them. Who makes the bracha? Who makes the blessing? Okay, so here we have, if, if it's a man, then you would make, then the blower would make the bracha, right? He could make the bracha, it doesn't have to, but he could make the bracha. If it's a woman, so it would depend. If she's an Ashkenazi, if there's such a word, if she's Ashkenazi, then she would make the bracha. If she's a Sephardi, their minag is not to make birchot mitzvah for most. Not all. It's not unanimous. Um, they're not uh, unanimous. They're not all exactly the same. Right. So that would depend on the minag of that family, whether she makes birchot on the mitzvot or not. So there's no bracha or the blower makes it? There would be no... For, for Sephardi who's listening, there'll be no bracha. But this is very important, to, and this will close. It's very, very important. People make a mistake. There are two separate things. There's a bracha and there's a mitzvah. They have nothing to do with each other. Sometimes you make a bracha on a mitzvah. Sometimes you don't. It depends on the situation. For example, when you give tzedakah, there's a charity box, please donate money, right? You don't make a bracha when you do it. Why? We're not discussing now. You're getting a mitzvah. There are many mitzvot that you do that you don't have a bracha on. There are some mitzvot that one person would make a bracha on and one person would not make a bracha on. The reasons is not, so we don't have the time for that. So the bottom line is, uh, if you're going to blow for another individual, 
right? I usually let them make the bracha for whatever reason. That's how I usually do it. To, it teaches them. I let them make the bracha, right? But technical halacha is if it's for a group, it includes a man, the person could bl- keep making the bracha for whatever reason, not relevant to now. If it's a woman, she should make the bracha. And if I have many women, one woman makes it for everybody. The same rule applies. It doesn't change. Right, so that's just... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Shnazi is fine. If the blower, right, sometimes I give over to them to make the bracha. Depends on who I'm trying to teach at that moment, what I'm doing. Uh, but, but if it's for women, then usually you let the women make, the one woman make the bracha for all of the ladies uh, if it comes out, um, if it comes out such a case. But again, and you should blow for them uh, the 30 blasts of the chauffeur. That's enough for tonight. Yes, that's an excellent question. Yes, the Megillah is different. The Megillah, you would make the bracha because the Megillah, according to everybody, the women have to hear. According to everybody, the women have to hear Megillah. Chauffeur, the women accepted upon themselves the mitzvah, but they're not obligated to the mitzvah, right? Megillah, the rabbis made it an obligation on the women. There's no difference, uh, this I say very straight to people, there's zero difference between a man and a woman regarding hearing the Megillah. There's zero difference. Between a, a man or a woman, it, let's say all, it says I, only one of us can listen to the Megillah. I, I don't know what you should do. <laughs> I don't know what you should do because there's no, there's no, there's no halakhic difference between the two. Yes, good now, yes, good now, she